0: Welcome to the Defense and Aerospace Report. I'm Maradian. This podcast version of our interview is brought to you by L3 Technologies. Welcome to the Defense and Aerospace Report. I'm Moradian. Last week, we visited the Canadian Embassy for a panel discussion commemorating the 60th anniversary of the North American Aerospace Defense Command, established during the Cold War to defend the United States and Canada from attack from what was then the Soviet Union. The command remains relevant today to coordinate the defense of both nations from a range of international and homeland threats. The event was co-hosted by the Wilson Center Think Tank's Canada Institute and the Canadian Embassy. While at the Embassy, we spoke with retired U.S. Air Force General Gene Renuart, a former commander of both NORAD and the U.S. Northern Command. We asked him about the U.S.-Canada military relationship, WHAT NORAD NEEDS TO DO TO ADAPT TO CHANGING THREATS, AND THE SECURITY IMPLICATIONS OF THE NORTH AMERICAN FREE TRADE AGREEMENT THAT INVOLVES THE UNITED STATES Canada and Mexico that is now being renegotiated.
1: The relationship between the U.S. and Canada is is unique in many many ways. We 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 our, our business flow goes across the border each day. We trade with each other. Uh, our, our families are inter interrelated. I, three of my four grandparents are Canadian by birth, and so that relationship is not just a military one, but the unique binational relationship that's been mandated by both governments pulls that relationship more closely each day. And I think that that's something that that is not only unique to, to the U.S. and Canada, it's unique in the world, and it's something that we need to be proud of and to continue to support and, and grow. Going forward, I think there's opportunity to adjust mission as we see new threats evolve, but uh, I think the underlying relationship is strong and will continue to be strong. NORAD was formed really after World War II to provide for the continental defense of both the United States and Canada. The government's entered into a, a, about a ten and a half year discussion on what kind of a structure might work and, and what we have today, a, a binational command was agreed to by both nations with a U.S. commander and a Canadian deputy. Uh, Since then, uh, the mission has evolved from what was initially a detection and warning against air-breathing long-range bombers, now to uh, ballistic missiles, to assessment of space activity, to maritime warning, which is really to detect threats in the maritime domain. And it's continued for 60 years and is a very robust mission still today. NORAD has evolved based on the threats we've seen for the last 60 years. it it has to continue to evolve to meet those new threats. The nations all have a responsibility to respond for their own sovereignty to what I call revolutionary threats. There's many emerging in space, in cyber, uh, in the missile area. Um, And so what NORAD can do is to evolve its detection and warning and assessment roles to, to feed the political leadership the right information to make national security decisions. Increasingly I think we will do those together. So I think as, as we talk about evolutionary changes to NORAD it's important to look at the inventories that we're using for our NORAD mission. Um, both the US and can- Canada um, are modernizing their aviation fleet. Um, Canada is, is working through a political decision on what airframe that might be. The US has made some decisions. I, I think for me the most important aspect of any decision is can they interact together seamlessly. Can we talk to each other? Can we see each other? And that's not visually, that's digitally. How do how do the links, the communication links work that ensure that we are seamless in our operations, our training and our communication? Um, and, and so I, I, I see that fleet growing into a generation five fleet, we would call it. Uh, the U.S. is obviously committed to the F-35. Canada is still in that political decision process. But I think the the capabilities required are beginning to take weight in that decision and I think we'll hopefully see that decision come soon. NORAD's maritime uh, warning mission has has is, is evolving as we go and so there is an important requirement for both nations to focus on the modernization of its maritime forces to then respond to threats that we might dete- detect in the uh, maritime domain. Well I think uh, certainly access is, is the most important and so both nations uh, focus heavily on the Arctic uh, both nations are concerned with its ability to navigate uh, provide rescue in the Arctic we're seeing increasing tourist traffic in the Arctic and so I think there's a, a need for both nations to invest in those key icebreaking technologies but also communications and and, um, and and movement capability in the Arctic is important that then flows down into both the Atlantic and the Pacific it gives us the capability to be present if a threat is detected and, and to provide some reaction. So uh, in the US we're talking about growing our, the size of our Navy and in Canada modernizing the, the naval forces is also a real important a- aspect. I think as we look at the US budget, I'm sure the Canadian forces are recommending to the government their budget, uh, modernization becomes important. We the, the legacy systems that we keep uh, are valuable to us but they have to be kept for a very specific purpose and not you know, just be kept to save a, save a dollar, because the threats aren't uh, they're not held back by, by bu- some budgetary constraints. So we've got to keep a modernization program on track to allow for our forces then to be able to respond to whatever the threat may be. Clearly the U.S., Mexico, and Canada all trade with each other on a, on a substantial basis, and so NAFTA is important to that flow of, of economic growth between the two. The NAFTA agreement needs to be a fair and balanced agreement among all the partners so that each wins. If that, but but because of that flow of trade and traffic, that also creates security issues for each of the nations. Uh, the U.S. and Canada and Mexico work together in the Caribbean and the Pacific, countering the narcotics flow. There's a huge human trafficking flow that goes both to the U.S. and to Canada and into Mexico. Um, those are national security concerns for each nation and so creating a a partnership that, that transcends just economic trade to a security aspect within NAFTA I think is important. And so I do believe that it has important security implications for each of the participants.